Hello, Tane. How are you doing? Hi, Nana. I am good. I'm good. I'm good. We're here again where we promised, or I promised, I was going to check the seasons, and I didn't. But either oh, okay. way. So I looked, and there are, I think, 20 episodes this season. For but I don't know where the break any- is. I don't know where the break is for part A and part B. <laughs> so we're both flopped. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is what it is. So, yes, we're on episode eight. And uh, this episode was called The Catch. The Catch. So I'm going to give, once again, give a brief recap for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch it. Charlotte and Harry get married. Carrie hooks up with Harry's best man. Miranda is unwilling to meet Steve's girlfriend. And Samantha has some living alone struggles. So before we get into it, what did you think of the episode? I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It's not like my favourite, but yeah, there was yeah. something going on. It did what it had to do. Exactly, exactly. Okay, but before you go on... Just a quick check. There's 12 episodes in 6A. And then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 episodes in 6B. So okay. Yeah, that's how it's... So almost, almost, almost at the midway point. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, the episode begins with Carrie telling us that she's been, a, she's been assigned, sorry, to try a flying trapeze for an article. So as an aside... I don't know why it bothered me so much that she was saying flying trapeze. I'm like, is it not just a trapeze? Why did we need the flying? Hmm. Or, I was just like, I don't know, is this a thing? These are the things I think about, guys. <laughs> it's funny because I've always known as the flying, because I'm thinking of the circus. And yeah. I've always just called it a trapeze. Well, there's some that just stay, you know, where they're just stagnant and then they're just doing their acrobatics around the thing. They're not like mm. swinging back and forth. But in okay. her case, she was going back and forth with someone because in yeah. some, they're just there. It could be multiple people and they're holding each other and all that. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, this was bothering me. Sorry. So anyway. She's dragged Stanford along with her as she literally swings above New York and she discovers that she loves it, but is too scared to try for a catch, which is where the instructor, like, she lets go and the instructor catches her, like, you know. Um, All of the kudos to her. I could never (laughs) do this. I had to go double check and Sarah Jessica Parker actually did it. It wasn't stunt double. And I'm like, all the kudos to you. I could never. I don't care if there's a net. Mm-hmm. Or anything. I'm scared of heights and nope, 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 nope. And she looks like she's having the time of her life too. She so. did. And even when she went on her legs or, or flipped to her feet, I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah, I'm also terrified of heights, as in even standing on a ladder. I'm just like, Mm-mm. so <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, we then see Samantha struggling with a court zipper on her dress. She can't undo it by herself. So she calls Smith and invites him over to do her. That's killing two birds with one stone. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. Living alone, those are just the struggles. But I'll, maybe I'll get into it later because that was literally the extent of Samantha's storyline this whole episode. 
Mm-hmm. And just like she's lived alone her whole life. None of this is new to her. So what's this? Am, this am is, I like reaching? This is under the folder for me of the misogynistic writers. Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to say you don't need no man, you're lying. You need a man, but you didn't know how to use anything else, but you used a bracelet. That's yeah. It's so silly. And literally, that's all they gave her this episode. But yeah, we'll get into it. We then see Samantha and Harry in Central Park getting engagement pictures taken in the hope of them appearing in the New York Times. Charlotte is as micromanaging as ever, but Harry is so deliriously in love that he doesn't even care. I love those two crazy kids. (laughs) (laughs) Steve drops off Brady to Miranda and um, Brady's wearing a t-shirt that Steve's girlfriend, Debbie, (laughs) bought him. And then he also gives her an aromatherapy candle from Debbie. And Steve says maybe it's time for them to meet since she's around their child a lot. But Miranda quickly shuts it down and says she trusts Steve's judgment. And I wanted to ask you, what would you do in this situation? If you're Baby daddy was dating someone like regularly, so obviously she's around Brady a lot. Would you feel the need to meet them or no? So I was going to say, I don't think they needed to be friends, but I do think they needed to meet for the sake of Brady. If she's going to be around your kid all the time, there's going to be times where, you know, she's there or you need to call or something. I do think for someone who's going to be that present or that much in your kid's life, you should at least meet and make an introduction, but you do not need to be friends. Yes, oh, definitely not friends. You know what? I kind of had to check myself a bit because I felt like, hmm, initially, I've always been like, you should always vet the people around, like, your child when they're not with you, with a partner, right? But then I thought Miranda has dated plenty since she had um, Brady, right? Steve hasn't met any of them. Doesn't go both ways. Because they're clearly, like, co-parenting right now. Mm-hmm. It seems more or less like, what, 60-40 is what I'm seeing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could be more or less. So does Steve also have the right to vet the people around his son? He does. And I- except that Steve doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, for real, I'll say this. Like, let me not be a hypocrite. Because I feel like if he was the kind of character who was demanding... I would be like he's a dick. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I wouldn't feel that way about a woman. Like, I'm being very honest with you. But maybe also because women tend to be the primary caregivers, right? Caregiver. Yeah. And Steve could disappear at any time, but Miranda... I mean, Miranda could disappear, but it's far less likely, you know? Yeah, I, I think probably because Miranda has not had a serious boyfriend. No. Steve, Debbie has been a staple. Like, an actual yes. exclusive um girlfriend yeah that's fair that is fair yeah so Miranda is at lunch with the girls and she's ranting about the candle (laughs) and the ladies are on her side about not meeting with Debbie and Carrie says it's unnatural uncomfortable insincere and rife with ulterior motives Mm -hmm. and I 100% agree with her because Debbie also being pressed to meet her I'm like why (laughs) Why do you want to meet her so badly? I'd understand Miranda wanting to meet her because she's around her child, but Debbie, why do you want to meet her so badly? But yeah. Sides up the competition. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So Carrie tells them about her inability to do a catch on the trapeze 
as they're interrupted by Harry and his best man, who's called Harry Halberstein. <laughs> oh, these names. I'm like Harry and Harry, and I was getting them confused in my head the whole mm. episode. So he's in town from Portland for the wedding, and he's quick with the jokes and easy charm. And Harry not so subtly encourages him and Carrie to hang out. Carrie doesn't seem super interested, but takes his number anyway. And when they leave, the lady stressed that he's a catch, but Carrie reminds them that he's in town just for a week. As Samantha says, it's perfect because whatever happens, he's leaving. <laughs> Which, yes, good point. Carrie says it's expiration dating and she's not interested. But Samantha reminds her that it's sex. It's supposed to be fun and she should have a fling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's part of what I don't want to say what women do wrong because it's not a one size fits all, but mm-hmm. we don't know how to have fun when it yeah. comes to dating. Like it always must mean something or whatever. But at the flip side, again, if that's what you are looking for, I guess it's harder to just have fun if you're looking for a committed relationship. But and I, I don't think Carrie is right right now. Looking for a committed relationship. Um, I think she is in the grand scheme of things, but she also just went through a breakup. Yeah. So I she also don't know that I don't everyone likes to say just have fun, but I think people forget that it's not that easy. Mm. Like just giving your time to someone, even when it's not something committed, it's still mm-hmm. giving your time. You have to still be present for it. Yeah. For it to be fun. And when you go through a breakup, that takes a lot out of you too. So it's just a lot of energy recycling that still requires a lot like you can say it's fun but it still requires a lot and then if it's not in your dna to have like casual sex or to casually date that takes even more out of you Mm -hmm. so yeah it's all all a lot and at the end of the day howie was not that funny so no he's perfect and also i feel like were you like lurking in my rooms like yesterday because i literally had this exact same conversation with another friend about dating is supposed to be fun at the end of the day and why do we always like take it out of it right because even if you are like maybe looking for something serious or maybe you're just casually dating you are still supposed to have fun right you are i literally just had this exact conversation I can give from my perspective. There are people, I have friends, I have a friend who thinks like dating is fun. It's just fun for her. For Mm -hmm. me, dating is not fun. I don't want to have small talk. I don't want to have a conversation about myself and share Mm. things because sometimes you give, you say something about yourself. I always, I always feel like there's context to why that is something, but I don't want to share that much. Then you have to decide how much do I share. Then everyone says, be yourself. But of course, that's a lie. You can't completely be yourself. (laughs) Then you have to realize what measure you have to be. Then you have to say, oh, it's just fun. It's not really that serious. But oh my God, what if I like this person? Then you don't like something. Then you're like, oh, am I being too picky? Am I what? And I'm like, you know what? No, it is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's stressful. Do you know what? I think I sit somewhere in the middle surprise surprise because I've had periods in my life where I found dating very fun and yeah I was just like loving it you know let's go to nice places enjoy the company and I didn't even think it longer than that but there have been very few and very far between I am 
a stressor. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to know. I think it's an element of being a control freak. I want to know what's happening, what's happening now. <laughs> like, I can't relax. But dating can be fun. But for me, very rarely. But when it is fun, it's extremely fun. I also so. think the intent matters. I find that some of my friends who just like the attention from the opposite sex, it's more fun mm-hmm. because that's what you're getting out of it. Yes, as long as someone is giving you attention or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's fun. But that doesn't mean anything to me, so it doesn't add to my to your fun interest. factor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, that that is the fun of it. Like you're literally being wine and dine by someone who like wants to be in your company, and if you also enjoy being in their company, I mean, where's the downside? You know. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so that's a really good point. So, yeah, so we get Carrie's article of the week, and it's about how you grow when you're younger, everything seems fun, but when you grow up and learn, you learn to be cautious because in life there's no safety net. She asks, When did it, meaning life, stop being fun and start being scary? And she decides to leave fear behind and have some fun. And so we see her back on the trapeze, guys, and she tries again to do the catch with her instructor, but she fails. So what did you think of the question, Tane? Um, I think it was a good question, actually. It's just like, but I think it it applies not only to um, relationships. I think it's just adulting. That's usually what comes with adulting. Like, as you get older, you just get caught up with the weight of everything. Everything seems to have weight now. Mm-hmm. And you have to consider everything, and then it takes the fun out of it. A hundred percent. Like, your actions actually have consequences. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no one there to, like, mop up after you or fix your mistakes. So, it's a hundred percent. Oh, life. I'm jealous of people who do live life like that, though, still. Because some people do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, we then see Anthony. I feel like we haven't seen him in a while. But he's barking orders over the phone for Charlotte's wedding. (laughs) Also, sorry, the time frame of this episode was a bit confusing to me. Because when we met Howie, he said he's in town for a week. So the wedding's that week, right? Yeah. Why is Anthony barking orders about flower arrangements and candles? I feel like that would have been done way before. Or? Um, no, not necessarily. I just feel like for someone like Charlotte, it just it wasn't making sense to me. No, yeah. I think like towards the wedding, towards the end, you start making sure things are all that. I don't know. I didn't all think it was that. Any details? Okay. So we see Charlotte in her wedding dress. She shows Anthony, and she's so excited about her wedding. She's ex- eager to experience all the Jewish aspects and knows it will be just perfect. And as she's um, showing Anthony, the New York Times calls to let them know that her engagement will be featured in the paper. And she is besides herself. You know, this is all her dreams come true. So she's celebrating with him, jumping up and down. When Harry walks in and sees Charlotte very briefly in her dress, she literally freaks out, hides behind Anthony and ends up running away. I want to ask you, what did you think of Charlotte's dress? I liked it. It was very her. Okay. Do you know, I didn't love it when I saw it in that scene, but it looked great to me later, like at the actual wedding. And I was uh, like, I don't know, it looked different to me. It looked more tailored and more fitted because it looked a bit baggy to me in oh. that scene. It looked 
like not as fitting as I'd have liked like around her midsection but then at the altar it looked perfect I didn't think it was baggy because I remember having the thought when they were jumping around and I was Mm -hmm. like that's this dress not here but yeah I think for what she was going for like you know second wedding Mm -hmm. I wanted to just be subdued a little and all that I thought it was very cute yeah it wasn't and also I don't know Kristen Davis is so gorgeous that I just feel like it's her she makes everything look good yeah her like that so um Samantha is with Smith struggling to put on a bracelet by herself again (laughs) before Smith um helps her with it and he tells her he's going to miss her because he's going to be gone for two weeks on a shoot this is for the Gus Van Sant film but as a fan of exploration dating, we're told, Samantha, she tells him to have fun. <laughs> like, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And he's like, what wouldn't you do? And she's like, hmm, karaoke. She's determined to keep this man at arm's length. Like, determined. Does this count as, like, a borderline relationship for Samantha? I feel like Smith has been around for so long. Um, <laughs> it was as I, long as Richard. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah. They just don't have that label. No. She I mean, he thinks that they're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Of her girlfriend. Yeah, that's true, actually. But she's made it clear that she is not. But, yeah, she's lying to herself. Yeah, because but, they spend all their time together. They do everything relationshipy. It's just, oh, I don't want to say boyfriend. Okay, sure. And also, I feel like if Samantha slept with someone else, she would feel no way about it. But if Smith did, he would definitely tell her. Okay. And come, that's how I feel anyway. But yeah, I, I think they're in a pseudo relationship for sure. So Miranda is singing to Brady. <laughs> I don't know why this scene made me laugh so much because she was so earnest <laughs> about this song. But anyway, she's singing to Brady and she's waiting for Steve to come and pick him up so she can go to Charlotte's rehearsal dinner when she hears him and Debbie outside her door. In a panic, she tells Magda to say that she's left already and she hides in Brady's room. She's then forced to actually get under his crib, guys, to hide when they go inside um, Brady's room to grab toys from his crib. We only see Debbie's shoes and nails, but she seems like a slightly tacky kind of woman, <laughs> I have to say. Anna, why? <laughs> I'm sorry, the shoes. She seems younger. No, it was the shoes, the plastic shoes, fam, sorry. With the wooden clog heel. I remember those shoes. <laughs> They've never been classy shoes. Sorry, sue me now. I would say with this scene, I was really irritated because I'm like, Steve, she's told you she doesn't want to meet her. You're just going to, like, I don't know. I don't like things like that. So I kind I of... I thought that mm-hmm. Miranda agreed but changed her mind when she heard her voice. Really? Because when, I, when I he gave her the candle, she said, no, no, we don't have to meet. I trust your judgment. That's what she said to him. Remember, he said, oh, I think it's about time you guys meet when he gives her the candle that she's yeah. and Miranda's like, no, I trust your judgment. Okay. Okay. I yeah. mean, I'm not, I don't feel secure in that. That was just what I thought. Mm-hmm. Was that they agreed and then she brought because I was like the audacity to still bring her after yeah. she said no. But I thought somewhere along the line she was like maybe one of these days or something and then 
she just didn't think now. Mm. Yeah. But I just thought that was a bit crazy. And also, I don't know if you, you picked it up, but Brady, like, he drops his, I was about to say dummy, his pacifier, mm-hmm. <laughs> up in America, on the floor. Does Debbie just pick it up and put it right back in his mouth? Because that's what it sounded like to me. That's what it sounded like. I'll just say, fam, do you, this woman, hmm, anyway. But actually, to be honest, in reality, I feel like I've seen parents do that. And they're like, don't worry about it. Like, it's just, this building is immunity. I know, but not even a rinse under the top. I would say you have to, like, put it all through the sanitizer and heat again. But straight from the floor to his mouth, anyway, to each her own. But, Yeah. <laughs> So all the women are at Charlotte's rehearsal dinner and Miranda reiterates to Carrie that she doesn't want to meet Debbie because then she'll have to admit to herself that Steve has moved on and he has an actual girlfriend. Honestly, I keep forgetting about this crush on Steve thing. Like, I'm just doing something about it. It's like a will they, won't they in reverse. But you know what? Yes, I get it. But in Miranda's defense, I really like the fact that she hasn't told Steve that she's in love with him or whatever, even though I don't really buy it. And she's, like, kind of left them alone. She just doesn't want to be involved because I think she realises that she had her chance, right? And she made her choice. But a lot of people or women or storylines, you would get her, like, either trying to make Debbie the villain or her trying to get him back. And I kind of appreciate appreciate that we haven't had that. Yeah. I mean, I think we had an episode where we discussed, yeah, she's doing the right thing. Yeah. Not saying anything. I think for me, it's just that, honestly, I forget about it. (laughs) Every now and then when Carrie says something or she says something to Carrie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. She does have a crush. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Miranda and Samantha encourage Carrie to go talk to Harry. And they engage in witty repartee. And the thing I've realized, this is so Carrie's type of man, isn't it? She loves, like, what she thinks are quick zingers because it makes her feel like she's been super smart and on the ball because I feel like that's how it was with Berger as well. I'm very surprised at your non-use of the word banter. Yeah. (laughs) Repartee, banter, same, same, same meaning, different words. No, I know it's the same meaning. I'm just saying the word. Why? I just thought it, I just equated to a British. I just Haven't feel like they ruined British it for you. I'm sorry. I, I don't think you can. That word has been forever ruined for me. Either reality show could say, oh, I've got good banter, or is always racist or misogynistic men who say the craziest thing. Oh, it's just banter, isn't it, love? No, it's not. <laughs> That's just what I think when I hear the word banter. People saying wild things and expecting you to excuse it (laughs) under the guise of banter. So, yeah. (laughs) So, um, where was I? Yeah, Carrie decides to have a fling with him and we cut to them in bed. How we pounding away at her. And guys, when I say pounding, I mean pounding away at her like a jackrabbit, like bed moving everything. And she's lying there looking perturbed, <laughs> to say the least. And she voiceovers that they had sex like they were teenagers again. He had no idea what he was doing, and I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> because real. 
that it does get to a point where you know you know you get comfortable in yourself to actually tell these men that uh you suck so <laughs> sorry <laughs> that you suck so um we cut to samantha again trying to get off a bracelet that she can't and smith isn't there to do it for her also the storyline annoyed me i can't lie so yeah that's it and then we see charlotte in bed with harry and the New York Times arrives and Charlotte's like, it's here, it's here. <laughs> and she runs out of bed to check out the marriages announcement page. And she is horrified because there's a huge smudge on the picture and it looks like she has a moustache that looks a little bit Hitler-esque. And she's panicking and she calls Carrie who apparently can't move her neck because she's been jackrabbited into muscle spasms. And she asked Carrie to check her version of the paper to see if her picture's messed up too. And yes, her version's also messed up. So everyone has a picture of Charlotte and Harry in their paper with Charlotte with a Hitler mustache. <laughs> right was... before she gets married to a Jewish man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually surprised that Charlotte agreed for them to spend the night the day before the wedding. Because she just seems particular about everything. And I'm like, wow. And also, I didn't realize the announcements came the day of the wedding. Yeah. I thought it was like before to announce. With her and Trey, I want to say it was before. It was before. That it came. And my third thing was like, Charlotte's wedding came really quick. Two yes. episodes ago, they got engaged. Next thing, I was like, wait, is the wedding here already? Mm-hmm. I was Yep. All your points are extremely valid, and I had those same thoughts, too. When I saw them in bed together, I'm like, this is very un-Charlotte-like. But, hey, second time around, maybe you're doing things differently. So, it's Charlotte's wedding day, and um, Carrie is very stiffly <laughs> in with Stanford. She literally can't lift up her head. And she's making it very obvious. <laughs> and she's wearing a purple dress. What did you think of her dress? I'm still a bit like, eh. Uh, I don't know. I can't really take note, to be honest. I mean, it was okay. cute. It was I purple don't... with a lot of cleavage. Yeah, I remember I that part. But the rest mm-hmm. of the dress, I think I have any memory of. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like the fashions have been very hit and miss for me. But, yeah. So she's telling Sanford all about the terrible sex she had with Harry. And then he sees her and him and he comes over like, oh, my God. Um, Like, I had such a great time. And then he tells her he's booked a room for them after the wedding with a king-size bed. And Carrie's very obviously trying to show him that she's not really interested. She's like, oh, I don't know. I'm still tired from last night. And he's still, like, pushing, and she's like, oh, well, I kind of thought it was, like, a one-night kind of thing. And he gets very, very, very upset and accuses Carrie of using him just for sex. And says if he'd known she was going to dump him, he would have never made love to her like that. <laughs> I was I so annoyed. But it did. What did you say? I was so annoyed. I was like, Howie, you are not even on the level to make any comments but honestly when he said that using me thing i'm like maybe i see why she ended up with big like she is having a rough go with dating yeah (laughs) carrie's hardly dated any decent men let's be real like justin theroux terrible 
There was the guy, um, Timothy Oliphant, who lived like in a frat room, it looked like. Who else mm-hmm. has she dated? I'm trying to think of all the people she's dated. I feel like a lot of the men she dates, oh, that was the alcoholic, remember? Yeah. Um, a lot of the men she dates are trash. <laughs> they are. I still like Aiden, though, but... Yeah, she got know. a good man and treated him like trash, so maybe you get what you deserve. Sorry, Carrie. Well, so she didn't good. want a good man. She just wanted... Big. Trash men. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So during the ceremony, sorry, this was giving me good guy in cell behavior. Howie's literally staring daggers at Carrie and he mouths to her, fuck you, <laughs> while the wedding is going on. I was just like, okay. Like, you've only known this woman for like two, three it's not days. That oh, no. You've known her for like two, three days. And let's be real, you live in Portland. She lives in New York. You're on opposite coast. Like, how did you think this was going to work? And it's not like you had this huge connection where you could see that it could possibly be a life-changing love. Like, this is ridiculous to me. But I guess all for the comedy. So, yeah. So while while the vows are going on, Harry spills wine, red wine, on Charlotte's dress. And Charlotte is trying her very hardest to keep it together you can see like she's trying she's about to fall apart by holding it together everything that's good that could go wrong is going wrong because samantha is still trying to take off her bracelet and she ends up ripping it and all the pearls go all over the floor and then the ladies are right in the this is the middle of her vows guys so everyone's trying to scoop up the pearls like everything's going wrong it's a disaster even um i've forgotten the name of the thing um, Harry having to stamp on the glass after they're pronounced husband mm-hmm. and wife. He's struggling with it, can't do it. So yeah, every little thing that could go wrong is going wrong. But Charlotte has a thick smile on her face, trying not to crack. And after they're finally declared husband and wife, Charlotte even trips on one of the pearls. But Harry fortunately manages to catch her, and she doesn't fall down. Yeah, I actually felt for her because you you know Charlotte like <laughs> yeah penny. everything has to go according to how she wants it to go exactly so we see her in the bathroom trying to get the wine stain out of her dress she's dabbing away at it again like freaking out and she Carrie comes in she tells her that her and Harry are cursed because of how everything is going wrong. And then she starts crying and she wants everything to be completely perfect. And then Carrie, Carrie was such a good friend in this scene. I'm like, oh, so you have it in you? Carrie <laughs> reminds no, her No, she that. does. She does. Yeah. She really did have, yeah, she, she did. So she reminds her that her first wedding was perfect on paper, but the actual marriage was not so perfect. And then she... Clearly, she just made up this theory. She's like, the worse the wedding, the better the marriage. And she literally, like, put some batteries in Charlotte's back. Like, hey, this is, it doesn't matter if things are going wrong. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Remember that you have a wonderful husband who loves the crap out of you. And he will be there to catch you when you fall. You know, tying back in to the title and the whole trapeze thing. (laughs) And then, yeah, so that perks Charlotte up and she's ready to go out there and celebrate her actual wedding. I really like this scene. I thought it was super sweet. Mm-hmm. So, um, Howie is making the best man toast and it goes from bad to worse. 
He says he's happy for Charlotte and Harry for finding each other despite all the bullshit and then starts going on a rant about how people are terrible, who leave you hanging. And he calls Carrie a bitch, guys. So, yeah. (sighs) And everyone is like, "Uh, what the hell is going on? And he literally has to be like, fall off the mic. And he ends his rant with, love means never having to say you use me for sex. Sorry, I really don't like men like this. And then Miranda gets up to make her toast. Wait, that means was Miranda her best woman? Her maid of honor? No. Best woman? Okay. I think what? just anybody. No, she okay. wasn't. All right. Because I was like, huh, that's unusual. Anyway, she um she said some actually some really nice things about Charlotte never being afraid to go after what she wants, which is I think me and you have both discussed one of our favorite things about Charlotte. And just as she's getting into her speech, she leans too close to a candle and the paper she's reading off lights on fire. Everyone starts screaming. Anthony throws his wine at her to get rid of the flame. And then Charlotte whispers to Harry about Harry's theory about the worse the wedding, the better the marriage. And they're both able to laugh about it and say, oh, they'll definitely make it to their gold anniversary. And then... um, By the way. What did you say? Sorry? Miranda looked great, by the way. She did. She did. I really like that hairstyle on her. And her dress was super nice as well. Mm-hmm. I really did. She looked great. And, um, yeah, she's talk- Miranda's talking with Carrie saying, oh, she, she thinks she's done. It's time to go. And Carrie's like, uh, not before Charlotte has thrown the bouquet. And, of course, she throws the bouquet and it lands on Miranda's head. Like, bangs right off her head. And... <laughs> So it's something, isn't it? So we see Carrie on the trapeze one more time. And then she tells us that she still doesn't have the courage to catch, to be caught, I guess, by her instructor. But she tells us that um, it wasn't a perfect catch, but she survived because she has a good safety net. And then we see Samantha, Charlotte and Miranda cheering her on so guys in case you didn't get it yeah her friends are her safety net so yeah that's how the episode ended yeah it felt like a finale it did actually that would have made a good finale because we have a wedding and that analogy Hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what we should have been right well this is episode eight so that may have been the plan to have eight episodes and then oh then they extended it yeah with the music and everything it yeah, really... okay. I was gonna ask you about the music. <laughs> was that not like the stereotypical late 90s, early 2000s movie soundtrack? It felt like those movies, do you know what I mean? Like How to Lose yeah. a Guy in 10 Days or whatever. <laughs> it's just like we don't get songs like that anymore. We really don't. They need to bring it back. Cheesy, yeah. uplifting music. I was trying to, I mean, I know I know the song, but I couldn't. My brain's been on the fritz lately, so things don't come to me immediately. I'm thinking Michelle Branch or something, but I'm oh, not sure. It does sound like her. It does sound like her. Yeah. yeah, it was an enjoyable episode. I liked it. It wasn't like a maze or anything, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Did you have anything to add? Yeah, it was Michelle Branch. Breathe. Hey! <laughs> See, hey. your brain hasn't let you down yet. <laughs> yeah. Not completely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can you please tell the people where they can find us? 
Yes, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2. That's our handle on Instagram and Twitter. And that is spelled T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H-X-2. And if you'd like to send an email, use the same handle and just add at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much again for listening. You guys have been wonderful on Instagram. Send us emails. We really love it. Keep them coming. And please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. We greatly appreciate it and it helps us out. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.